Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with High Performance Manager at Harrison Ross Physiotherapy, Darren Roberts. Thanks for tuning in to the Pacey Performance Podcast. So today we have another part two with someone who's become uh, a friend since since the part one, uh, probably nearly two years ago now. So with with Darren's experience with extreme sport athletes, with his time at Red Bull and his time now at Harrison Ross, obviously didn't go for go for that topic and went for something completely different in coach health. So this was, as I mentioned in the episode, this was something that was brought up with Brett Bartholomew, uh, probably back on episode 50. So Darren takes it on and we chatted about another second podcast and Darren put the, the, the topic of coach health to me, which I thought was, was really interesting. So if you are interested in that, this will be a, a really good episode. And there's some such great uh, recommendations from Darren especially for the young aspiring coach or just those that feel a little bit bogged down with industry or the kind of pressure that the uh, the nature of the job brings really. So I really enjoyed chatting about this side of things. I don't think it's chatted about, it's talked about enough, uh, although there is certain proponents of this, uh, of talking about this type of thing, but, and Darren's definitely one of them. So it was great to get him on and uh, chat about this topic. So just before I get into the chat with Darren, uh, we have a sports science minute with the guys from Coach Me Plus, from Ethan at Coach Me Plus, just talking about missing Olympic lifts. So definitely not something we've spoke about before. We've spoke about Olympic lifts uh, with a couple of guests, but not specifically missing them. So it's only two minutes, just a little snippet of really good information from Ethan uh, just before the, the chat with Darren. So I hope you'll enjoy both um, and I will speak to you soon. In this Sports Science Minute, I want to have a quick discussion on how to miss weightlifting movements, the snatch, the clean, the clean and jerk, uh, and the weightlifting derivatives. Um, one thing I see, especially in new lifters, uh, people who are beginning to uh, train, uh, is they don't know how to miss lifts, even something like uh, a squat. And uh, especially when you get into heavy weights, uh, if you don't have racks uh, with arms on them or you don't have spotters you know, on the side or behind you spotting you, uh, it's really important to miss lifts. And so uh, part of uh, coaching and teaching, especially with the weightlifting movements, is teaching them how to miss the lifts. Um, so I was always taught that, uh, you know, if you have a catch a snatch and it's coming behind you, to throw it behind you, try to throw it behind you, and jump forward. Uh, if you miss it in the front, you just dump it in the front. Uh, with a clean, you know, if you miss a clean, um, hopefully you don't crash down on your knees with your elbows. Um, I've seen some really ugly injuries with the wrists with that. So make sure that if you miss a clean uh, and it uh, is going out in front of you that you try and dump it uh, without injuring your wrists uh, when your elbows hit your knees. Uh, with a jerk, if you miss it and it's going behind you, you obviously you want to try and jump in front of the bar as fast as possible so the lift doesn't uh, crash down on you. Uh, if you miss it forward, you want to try and dump it forward. Um, with front squatting, obviously if you're coming up out of the bottom of a front squat and uh, you can't finish the lift, you want to try and uh, dump it forward and try and back away and jump away. 
And if you're missing a back squat, you want to uh, try and dump it off your back and jump forward um, so it doesn't come go down your spinal column. Um, it's just a quick tip, but it's something that uh, I feel is important, something that needs to be coached and uh, just taught when you're doing the weightlifting movements as missing Olympic lifts. Hope this helps. Thanks for tuning in to the Pacey Performance Podcast. So I'm slightly nervous. Firstly, because it's 20 past seven and I'm half asleep. Secondly, because we are uh, recording a new little piece of software that could go tits up at any point. Um, and thirdly, because um, slightly nervous because we're, we're doing it again and, and we're talking about coach health, which Darren came to me a couple of weeks ago and said, this is, a, this is a topic we need to chat about. It was it was covered with uh, Brett Bartholomew in, in Brett's first episode um, quite a while ago now. But just want to uh, kind of touch on it again. And well, firstly, I want to welcome Darren to the podcast um, and just thank him for his time again for, for joining us and just ask him to give us a little bit of background on maybe himself. And then secondly, why I feel this uh, topic is so important to uh, to discuss again. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for um, asking us back on. And you know, it's 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 been a couple of years since the last podcast, which is uh, which has flown by. Um, and for, for for those that don't know, um, I'm a high performance manager that's uh, that's working uh, specifically with extreme sports athletes. So so that's what I'm known for uh, working with uh, that challenging athlete population group. Um, and um, this topic in particular, you know, um, coach health and well-being, mental health and well-being. Um, it's just, uh, as you said, Brett Bartholomew touched on it in uh, his podcast, which I listened to, and it was great, and it really struck a chord with me. And um, it's just something that's not talked about often enough um, or engaged with often enough, and uh, it, it, it really stuck with me. And the, the more I thought about it, um, there's a couple of other bits that I've seen since, um, which which touch on this subject, and you know, just just in going through the the day to day life of the job, it was it was, I just felt it was something that it'd be good to do a podcast about and um, maybe talk a little bit more in depth about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll go into a little bit more detail maybe later on about the performance forum and kind of why it was set up and things like that. But performance forum last night. With coach health as the as a topic, um, and you'd mentioned previously that um, when when we chatted off air that if it had been a, a slightly different subject, there may have been um, maybe more turn up and, and a bit more engagement. But why why do you think why do you think it is that maybe people are? I mean, it, like you say, it is getting more out there and pe- more people are talking about it. But it's still something that isn't talked about enough. And why is that? I think um, I think there's a there's a there's a bunch of reasons that I mean what 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 is coach mental health and well being you know and and what are we even talking about when we're talking about that it's it's um, I think the job the way that the, the job is um, it's very easy to 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 get sucked into a whole bunch of things without even realizing that it's happening um, which 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 is which. You know, for me, is part of the part of the problem, and um, everyone's just on that kind of you know 
everyone's that mouse on that wheel, aren't they? Just going flat out on the wheel, trying to keep everything going, keep themselves going, keep the job going. That um, I, I think it's not necessarily something something that everyone's massively aware of. Um, and as a result of that, it's not necessarily something that's very front of mind. So you know, it's 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 a really strange one. And and for, and for those that maybe are sort of have some awareness of some of the issues around um, being a coach, whether you're working in sport or whether you're training private clients, you know, whatever your role as a practitioner is, um, I, I still think I still think that even even at a very very sort of you know low level, it. it it's it's not cool to talk about. It's not cool to say you're struggling with certain things. It's not cool to say um, you've got this going on or you've got that going on or you know you've been pushed in a certain direction. I I I think and this isn't a, any sort of external stigma that's applied to it. I think it's just something that we put on ourselves that it's 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 just not talked about. It's just something that you uh, you know to whatever degree you largely try and deal with yourself. And this is one thing that, that Brett talked about in his with regards to the kind of badge of honour that, you know, first in first in the uh, facility on a morning, last out of the facility on an evening. And I spoke to Dean Riddle a couple of, well, maybe last week, a little before. And he said that's it's very, very similar over there that there's nothing to do, but people feel like they should be there just to be in and around the place and, and show that they're, I don't know, just, just there. And obviously he's he's traveling probably four hour commute, so he obviously wants to go home and see his family. But the the, the staff and yeah the staff there uh, and probably everywhere feel like they should be there, and it's this thing that you need to be you need to see you need to be have your face in there, and you need to be able to tell everyone that you're going to work at six o'clock in the morning and coming back at seven o'clock at night. It's just a thing that has become. A badge of honour, yeah, and that's 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 over that's over here that's over here as well, hundred percent. Yeah, of course it um, is, and, and, and we, we've we've all done that, and you know, and this is this is all part of the reasons why that you know we, we all get into this because we're passionate about what we do, um, we care about what we do, you know, um, coaching. I, I think Brett even said this, you know, coaching is 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 something that you are rather than just something that that, that you do um and that sort of passion enthusiasm you know the 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 the, the love of the job is um what it's very easy to do something like that um it's not sustainable but it's very easy to throw yourself into it like that and then there's a whole raft of reasons around why perhaps um you, you know you may feel like you need to do that um because of the way the industry, such as such as that word is the industry, I'm not sure what that means, but you know, such the way that the industry is set up, because there is no job security, um, it is low pay, um, the lack of opportunities. Your job tends to be your life. It's not something that you turn up at eight thirty in the morning, you know, check in, and then you know you leave at five thirty in the evening and don't think about it again. You know, it's 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 not that type of job when you're working as a practitioner with, with whoever you're working with, you know, it's long, irregular hours. Um, but that then sort of leads to this, like you say, this kind of badge of honor of, you know, first in last out, because you perhaps need to feel like you need to be seen to be doing that 
because of the lack of security and lack of opportunity, you may think that if you don't do it, um, someone else will do it. So you've got to be uh, seen to be doing everything you can um, to work as hard as you can, to, to produce as much output as you can, to 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 show that you're doing that. And I don't know, I don't know if that makes much sense to anyone, but it's 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 you know it's you know my own personal experience is no no one's telling me to work you know. 14 hours a day, six days a week. No, no one tells me to do that, um, and no one's told me to do that. But that there was a period of time when when that is what I was doing, and that was just a pressure that I put on myself to be doing anything and everything um, as often as possible, and and to be seen to be doing that. So it's it's that kind of for me coming from a definitely coming from a personal point of view it's that love of what you do which creates the kind of overwhelming pressure that you put on yourself and again coming from a personal point of view that I felt that I felt that uh, overwhelmed to firstly be doing what we just said in the gym early uh, leaving late at night for not much money and lack of security but also when you get home and the, the feel of the need to, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, there's papers there, there's papers there, uh, obviously research papers that you feel like you have to read because you, you see that, well, he's he's shared that, which means he's read it, which means he's won up on me, which means I have to read it. And then like a lot of coaches, they're doing uh, other other education, whether it be, I don't know, EXOS certificate or online, online certification or a master's or something. And all of a sudden you go in, in the you're in the in work early, you live and work late. When you get home, you're having some dinner if you're lucky, and then you feel like you have to be reading papers, um, skyping someone in another country to feel like you're you're learning something, and it all just becomes very very overwhelming. And from from my personal point of view, it got just just totally out of hand really. And I can imagine that if it's happening to me, I'm guessing it's happening to other people. Um, so yeah, I, I came to a, I came to a situation where I was thinking about my lifestyle and I, and I've said this to you before and, and, and other people as well. I got to a point where I was thinking, okay, what lifestyle do I want? And trying to fit the job around the lifestyle rather than trying to fit the lifestyle around the job. So by that, I mean, do I want to work till nine o'clock at night? No. Do I want to work on a Sunday? No. So something has to change somewhere. I'm not just going to accept that this isn't a norm. Can I do this till I'm 50 years old, 55 years old, 60 years old? Because we know we're going to be working. So I, yeah. I, that's that's the decision I came to. I, I decided to change some things um, and left a job to get another job, um, which was slightly uh, kind of left field for, for what I thought I wanted to do, but it created the lifestyle that I wanted. And I think... And we'll go on to the UKCA thing in a minute um, with the with the state of the industry, but that's one thing that that worried me is based off them stats the UKCA presented. How many guys? How many good guys are we losing along the way because of all the things you mentioned? No job security, little recognition, often um, inability to switch off. It just gets too much. It it does and. You know, you've touched on a bunch of stuff there, and you know, you know it's 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 the the inability to to switch off. So, you know, this 
this enthusiasm, this care, this passion uh, for, for the job, for, for what you're doing, for, for, for the opportunity that you've got with whoever you've got it with, um, how long, however long you've been doing it, you know, it, 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 it then the more you throw yourself into it, it's this, as I say, it's this, it's this must do more kind of mentality that it's easy to get. But, you know, then you start getting into, you know, you, like I say, your, your job is your life. And um, the the more you throw yourself into it, it's, it's you mentioned social media there, you know, so, social media does a lot more good than harm, but it's what I call this constant connectivity. And because uh, the good thing about social media or any social media channel is it gives it gives everyone a platform and everyone a voice uh, to put forward their ideas and put themselves forward. Uh, but also, one of the bad things about social media is that it, it gives everyone a voice. You know, so what's good about it can also be what's bad about it, which I know is kind of weird because we're doing a podcast that's going to be put out through Twitter and the other social media channels. You know, so it it but it then further drives you to to to, to make sure that you're part of that story as well that your part you have a voice as well um and that you're seen to be doing certain things I, I think and the constant connectivity isn't just about you know being active on social media it's it's a way it's a way to stay connected to everyone in your network it's a way to stay connected uh, potentially with the people that you're working with so so you know whether that's through some kind of message media or whatever it is but but you know having having that mobile device in your hand, um, that's that's work. You're working, and it's just it's so easy just to be you know walking along. You know it's a it's a Saturday. You're with you know friends, family, partners, girlfriends, wives, husbands, you know whatever, and you just you just get your phone. Oh, I'll just have a quick look, and you're just scroll, scrolling through. Well, you're working. You're working. You're connected back to work. This isn't switching off. This isn't you know um getting away from anything this is just you know and, and it's a constant thing isn't it and, and we all do it me certainly and it's just so easily done wherever you are whoever you're with just to get that you know whatever whatever mobile device it is you're on just to sort of get it out and just have a quick look on you know the various different things who's who's doing what you know see what the athletes are up to and you're working you're working you've not switched off and then without realizing it you, you know because you're not getting away from work, you're not having downtime. Um, you know, it just—I think it just adds to the stress. It just adds to the feeling of not having time. Um, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, how many how many times do we say that? I don't have time. I don't have time. And similarly to you, it 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 got to the point with me where where you know, again, this this is pressure that I put on myself. You know, no one's telling me to do any of this stuff. It's just me applying it to myself. Um, that it's not sustainable, that you can't do, as I say, these 14-hour days, six days a week. You can't be up at 10 o'clock at night doing this, that, and the next thing no, when it could be done in the morning. But the kind of people that we all are, in my experience, is we're the, not the sort of people to go, oh, I'll, I'll do that in the morning. It's like we, we, you know, we go, go, go. We, we, we get things done. You know, we, we smash things out of the park. That's the kind of people that we are. So you when something comes in, you, you want to deal with it there and then, regardless of the time of day uh, or where you are or who you're with. You don't want to leave it until uh, a more appropriate time. Well, I, I say that, and I'm, I'm talking about myself. Um, and, you know, all of these things, they just layer and layer on and layer on and layer on. And, and before you know it, you know, your home life's suffering, you're suffering, you're not training, you're not looking after yourself. 
you're not spending quality time with friends, families, partners. Um, you, you, you're eating a poor diet and, you know, this just adds to the stress, you know, must do more, must do more, must stay on top of everything. And, you know, it was, um, there's a great article online about uh, Urban Meyer, who's a, a college coach out in the US, and, and he used the term lone wolf. Uh, and, and, and that's something that I talk about um, was was that feeling of being on your own. And I don't mean in some, you know, really kind of, um, what do I mean by that feeling of alone? I don't mean, you know, sort of sat in a corner, you know, rocking backwards and forwards on your own. I, I mean that feeling of that no one understands what you're going through. You don't have time. You can't really explain it to anyone. No one really understands that the, the pressures that you're under, which which, you know, may well be external pressures, um, you know, in, in my case, it was just pressure that I was putting myself under. Um, and that just feeling of, of not necessarily having anyone to, to offload to, um, because, you know, we, we, we want to deal with these things ourselves. So so just, just being that lone wolf, cracking on, doing all this stuff, um, and, you know, it, it, it will lead to a feeling of isolation and, and it, it, it will just add and add and add to the pressure. And, that, and that's across the coaching spectrum. You know, I'm not talking about whether you're a performance director of a, a national governing body, which brings its own pressures to, to the young coach that's just, you know, finished their MSc and, and, and is trying to get a job. I, I think it's across the whole coaching spectrum. And then that brings us back onto the uh, performance forum. So we well we'd both probably you more than more than I had been to um uh, like an, I think it was annual maybe I don't know twice yearly thing at Yorkshire cricket that was that was Dean Riddle again and and Tom Summers who set that up and just brought everyone together and had a few speakers had crate loads of red bull loads of the coffee and people a couple of speakers and everyone just got together and and kind of I think that obviously the the aim of that was to get away from this lone wolf style existence and just get in a room and just be with people who are in a similar position to you. And then obviously when Tom left and went went abroad and obviously Dean's been been long gone, I, I messaged you and you obviously had a very similar thought to me with regards to setting up something like this. So has do you think the performance forum I mean, I, I would, I, I, th- I think it's, it's brilliant, and I, I missed it last night because of, uh, because of a new job. But I think it's valuable that people do that kind of thing. Um, doesn't have to be a formal thing. It's just getting together with, with like-minded people, and, and I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit gay, like sharing and growing. But it, it does actually do that. <laughs> it does actually do that, and it gets out, it gets you out of your, your, your own gym, and just gets you, you speaking to like-minded people about things like this. And just sharing frustrations. Uh, yeah, of course, of course it, it does. It's it's look, it's you know, like you say, you know, um, you know, the Riddler and Tom, you know, they have this like you said, this little gather, gathering over in Yorkshire and you know, it was a you know no harm, no foul. It it it, it, it was just people coming and sharing stuff and then obviously they they, they both moved on and, and as you say, you messaged me and said, Oh, they, they were really good, weren't they? You know, we should, we should, we should start that again. So so and th- and then you proceeded to, to to let me do all the work, obviously, but um, it, it, <laughs> and organise everything. But um, the the I think I guess I guess without realising it, in the back of my mind, it, it was it was um, going to something that wasn't necessarily a formal conference where you're being where you're being presented to formally for a number of hours in the day. 
as we all know, you know, any conference that we go to, no, no matter how good the conference is, you can't beat the, the, you know, the coffee chats in between, can you? The viral connections, you know, it's always those, those chats in the breaks where you, you sometimes you feel like you get quite a lot of value, these off the cuff conversations. And, and essentially, I guess for you and for me and, and, and for others, it was that, it was that, you know, interpresentation, you know, coffee break, uh, just to sort of expand that into that is that is what it is, and probably at a subconscious level, you know, that's probably what we were crying out for, and and that's what it is, and and that's what it was, and and that's what it still is, and I think and I think that's why it's worked because yes, you know, a specific question will be answered on the on the night, you know, with 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 opposing not opposing sides, uh, dominate like that, but you know, one point of view, and then uh, someone will talk about it from from a completely different point of view, and we all we all we all chat about it. But I think I think that's why is 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 everybody everybody wants to collaborate and everybody wants to share, but it's very difficult to do so because obviously you know it's hard to share because in terms of what you're doing and how you're doing it, you know everyone's trying to keep their job and you know maintain competitive advantage and be careful about how much to do share and who they share it with. Um, but the performance forums have been popular, I think for that reason because you, you're not a lone wolf you know there's 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 other people in the similar line of work and i'm not talking about whether you work with athletes or whether you don't work with athletes but you are so you know you are a coach practitioner let's say uh that is delivering to x population whether that's world-class athlete sporting population or general population which all have their own challenges and you know it's 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 being able to chat to people in a similar line of work that are going through similar things, and you know, it, and that's the thing it's, it's it's all about the similarities rather than the differences, and collaborating and sharing in that way um, is 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 one of the key, let's say, coping strategies um, that 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 I have is to is to is to maintain that network and the contact with the network and and be with uh, other people and, and chat to them, whether it's about you know full-on professional well I'm, I'm doing this specific thing with this specific athlete or whatever to just sort of generally chewing the fat um it, it's it's vital to to do things like that so you're not this lone wolf that you're not just feeling like you're out there isolated on a limb no one understands you know what you're having to go through the the the, the, the pressures that you may well be under um and and, and, I, and I guess that's why why we did it and um, and that and that's why that's why it worked but um yeah, it, it it there's a whole bunch of things that um, that that me personally I put into place to to sort of try and manage the the try and manage what I'm doing and manage myself um, just as you would an athlete because we probably look after I think well again speaking for me you know I look at looking after the people that I work with a lot better than I was looking after myself you know. Um, it's Howard Green would say, you know, we, we plan and periodize for our athletes and down weeks and recovery time and all of this. But when, when do we do that for ourselves? And Brett, you know, touched on it about himself, about what, what, you know, what, what does he want his legacy to be? When, what, what does he want to do? And it's, you know, it's, yeah, be good at his job, but be, you know, be, be, be a good person as well. And, and, it was some of the conclusions that I had to come to as well. You know, what do I want to do? I want to, I, mean, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to, you know, do this, do that. It can't all be work, 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 work. Uh, which, but it's very easy for it to be like that, though. And there's no one there to tell you any different. And there's no one there to say, oh, you know, 
you're probably overworking a bit there or you know you don't you don't have to do that right now it's 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 appropriate you can do it tomorrow morning nothing's gonna it, it is fine it doesn't mean you don't care it doesn't mean you're doing a bad job it's 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 actually all right um you, you just you just get on with it yourself mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm just trying something down there but um and one thing that I, well, two things that for me about about coping with this type of thing is identifying the people who you can, who are in a similar boat to you, and you can really relate to and and kind of build a, a not a not a superficial gay SNC industry relationship with, but an actual an actual friend. And through through the podcast, really, and and social media, and and going around and seeing these guys. I've got a couple of them people who you can kind of lean on and you're, you're very in a very similar position. That's really helped me. And like I say, not this superficial, like where, where Twitter friends kind of gayness, but an actual, actual something that you can, you can communicate with. And secondly, going back to the learning um, with the, the pressure of reading journals, reading books, etc., and not only periodizing your kind of downtime, but periodizing, periodizing your learning. And I've mentioned this a few times. I think people, think I'm going fucking nuts but that was the pressure that I felt was was jumping from one thing to the next because this is the latest thing that's the latest thing and you just get overwhelmed and one thing that helped me was to identify where there was a gap in my knowledge whether it was um I don't know velocity-based training was the was the thing that everyone was talking about I don't know enough about that so for the next two weeks that is the only thing I'm reading on a night or every other night or whatever it may be and not and not, nothing else matters whereas previous to that it was just a whole bunch of stuff that was just been read because I felt I had to read it because of the people reading it and nothing was actually sticking so they're definitely two things that um that helped me but and and just another thing actually was I don't know if you've been through this with your girlfriend or your, your wife um turn your phones off can you turn your phone off? You're always on your phone. I said that to her. She said that to me. I get pissed off when she's on it. She gets pissed off when I'm on it. And maybe putting, like we've, we've tried loads of stuff, like putting phones in drawers at certain times. And you just think, oh my I'll God. I'll just what, check. What is happening? <laughs> this- <laughs> just, uh, you know, she goes I mean, to the honestly, toilet or goes into, you know, just, just walks oh, out right. of the room for a second. You just stood there and go, oh, just, um, yeah, I'll, just have, I'll just have a quick look. And you, like I say, the connectivity, I'm, I'm, you're working. It's incredible. Honestly, we were watching a film the other night and I was like, I've just got to go to the toilet. And then went to the toilet and I'm sat, without even knowing, sat on the stairs outside the living room on my phone. And yeah. she's shouting, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, yeah. nothing. I'm just I'm just going down the stairs. Yeah. Like she knows on my phone. And I go in and she's on her phone. Like, what the hell's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so easily done. And, and ultimately, that connectivity is part of 21st century life, isn't it? And, and yeah. you, know, it, you know, I've got an 11-year-old daughter. You know, she, she's got her phone. She, she's in touch with her friends. She gets home from school. You know, she's on her phone. So it's a... We all do it, it, it but for I, I think there's a difference between doing it. You know, I'm no sports psychologist or you know social scientist, but there's a difference between doing it um, um, sort of socially, staying in touch with friends and and everything else, maybe. But 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 for for us, it, it, it's work, and we don't realise it's work. But uh, and that's all part of not switching off. That's all part of not disconnecting from work, and that's also part of not being present with who you're with in the situation with whether you know. What, whatever that is 
um, and it's just so easy. It's just so easily done. Um, but you know, again, it, it, it's having that disconnection. It, it, again, it's one of the one of the sort of strategies that uh, you know, minor strategies that I've had to put in place because obviously my athletes, are, you know, are very active on social media, and, and you know that is how I keep in touch with them. That is how I keep sort of track of what they're up to and where, you know, they, they will post on social media that they've just thrown themselves down a mountain and injured themselves. Then they'll let me know. It'll be on social media before I, before I find out. So it's, that is kind of how I find stuff out. Um, but that just, but that's fine, but that doesn't mean, you know, I have to be on it all day, every day, all night, every night. And, and as, and as I keep saying, no, no one's telling me to do this stuff. It's just pressure that you, you put on yourself to, to do it. Um, to um, to do these things, but it, it you know there's there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that I, that I ended up having to put into place to sort of manage myself way better and 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 ultimately no different to what you would do with someone that you're working with and and, and I know I'm repeating myself, but that is what we do. We we tend to put all these plans and strategies in place for the people that we're working with, but do we really apply them to ourselves? You know if they if we were coaching ourselves, what would we say to ourselves? You know, we'd say, well, you know, you, you finish work there. I mean, just, just put, put your phone down. This is your deload. And what you got planned for this weekend? What you got planned for this evening? You know, where's your, where's, where's, where's the, where's the, where's the down week? Where's the down, downtime? Where's the recovery? You know, uh, when are you going to train yourself? When are you going to have time for yourself? Quality time for yourself? Um, we'd say all these things, wouldn't we, if we were coaching ourselves? But when you're living it, eating it and breathing it, the, the, it's very, very difficult to see that and it's very difficult to do that. Just going to take a very quick break in the episode with Darren. So in the second half of the podcast, we talk about uh, the UKSCA State of the Nation, State of the Industry survey that was uh, that was published uh, at the UKSCA conference a couple of weeks ago. But just before we get into that, a uh, very quick thank you to Vald Performance, makers of the Nordboard, and they also have a second product coming out that the guys at the UKSCA may have uh, may have trialed and seen the prototype. So keep in, keep in touch with what them guys have got going on, um, and just massive thanks to them for their continued support of the podcast. Definitely check them out at valdperformance.com. Again, massive thanks to Coach Me Plus for providing the Sports Science Minute at the start and massive thanks to Ethan for doing that for us. So into the second half of the podcast with Darren. Hope you enjoy and I'll speak to you soon. I just wanted to frame all the, the things that you just spoke to in the last half hour um, about... Uh, and, and well, with the UKCA information that I mentioned right at the start, and we can we can jump off that and maybe um, give some thoughts on on kind of recommendations and and things like that for for maybe uh, the younger coaches or interns or something. Um, so experience and income. This was the State of the Nation um, survey that was done by the UKCA. I believe there was around 500, 500 respondents, and it was presented at the UKCA. So uh, zero to two years experience, 54% are unpaid, um, 30, I think that's 33% are under £20,000, mm. just to um, just to let everyone know who's not in the UK, I think the, I think the average UK salary is about £27,500. Which so that's, the, which uh, the current exchange rate is probably about five pence of yeah, the currencies yeah. anyway so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 
Um, three to five years experience, uh, 40% are under £20,000 and 16% are still unpaid. And the cracker for me is six to 10 years experience. Uh, so that's 8% unpaid, 25% uh, under £20,000 and 29% under £30,000. So that's well over 50% of six to 10 people with six, 10 years experience under 30,000 pounds. And as a bit of a summary, uh, 22% of SSC coaches are unpaid. Um, yeah, a third of SSC coaches are paid less than 20,000 pounds. So that just kind of frames it. And then uh, education for the respondents, um, a huge percentage have obviously got um, undergraduates, undergraduate degrees and 35% have got MSCs. So yeah, that kind of just puts into perspective all the things that we've just been talking about and and why these things are occurring. But on, on the back of that, for, for people who are new grads or interns or just get on the ladder or, or, or want to, you know, obviously dying to, to get into professional sport or, or get into the industry, again, industry, not quite sure what that means, what what advice would you give these guys to to be able to cope with all that nonsense? Well, you know, it, well, first of all, those figures are they're just depressing, aren't they? It's just absolutely depressing. Yeah. And you know, I'm 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 forty four tomorrow, by the way, Rob. And um, oh. obviously, you sent me a card, haven't you? And yeah, um, yeah. of course you have. And um, so when I started. Um, I didn't work for free. Um, if you just said to me 20 years ago, mate, um, you need to work for free for a year or three, I'd be like, what the actual fuck are you talking about? Why do I have to work for free? You mental. So, you know, but that is, that is where we're at right now. And equally, you know, I, I was a PT. I started out as a personal trainer, and that was completely normal and acceptable. Why wouldn't I do that? Because you know I'm earning money. Why? Why wouldn't I? Do, why wouldn't I want to earn money? So I've come into this in a completely different route, you know. And I, I didn't go to university. I haven't got a degree. I haven't got a master's degree. Um, but you know, the the other thing I'd say as well that I'm see, I see a lot more people with PhDs now than when I first started. When I first started in this job, you know, I'd come across people with degrees. I'd be like, oh, well, you've done a degree at university. That's awesome. And a few had done masters. I was like, wow, you've then gone on to do a masters. Well, everyone does a masters now. The PhDs become the new masters because again, it's that extra level that people, you know. Uh, sort of route that they go down and uh, yeah as I say I, I come across a lot more people with PhDs now than I did a long time ago but yeah those figures are just absolutely depressing aren't they and you know we, we, we spoke about this last night a little bit is the other side of that coin is there's there's lots of people trying to do you know everyone's trying to do the best they can with the tools and resources and education they have available to them and that's the reality and it's not that someone's you know a, a, a a head of department isn't sat on a massive pile of cash and thinks, well, we should pay this intern, but but I'm not going to. Everyone's just doing what they can with the budgets that they have available to them. So it's whoever sets the budgets. It's wherever the money's coming from, isn't it? Um, and, and that's not necessarily the, the, the head of department who's taking on an intern or taking on a new SNC coach. Everyone's doing the best they can. And equally, you know, I forget, I forget how old I am. Um, <laughs> 
44 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Mate, my knees, my knees. So I'm in that, this is completely off topic. So I am fully in that situation where, you know, you used to refer to your knees, your elbows, your wrists, and, you know, your back. I now fully refer to them to the, the, the good elbow, the good knee, you know, <laughs> the good part of my back. Mate, honestly. Anyway, but um, you, if, if you look at those stats that you just said there, then you're probably looking at, you know, sort of, you know, may, maybe a number one or even a head of department who's come through, let's call it this system of being unpaid and sort of having to earn your way to get into the job that you need to get into. So, so it, it, it just it just normalizes it for everyone, doesn't the it? Cycle continues. Yeah, the cycle yeah. because because and it's not that the person going, well, we should pay them, but I can't be bothered. It's like it's just. That's just what happens now. You know, if you've been doing, you know, if you started out six years ago, you know, maybe even longer unpaid, that's, well, that's just the way, that's just the route, the route to market, let's say, for you. Um, so no one knows any better. Then it just continues the cycle. But, you know, I, I know lots of people, obviously, that work in sport or other organizations, and I, I know how tight money is and everyone's doing the best they can. Uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any any more right. I, I, it's just it's just really really sad, tragic. And what does that do to you as self esteem as a practitioner? You know that that you that you don't get paid for what you do. You know that's that that devaluing that uh, all those little knocks little knocks to your self-esteem you know you've you you you're working all the hours you're not getting paid you know it what effect does that have on someone you know and when you're a when you're a young a, a young single thruster you, you probably don't realize what effect it's having on you maybe um but um it's it, it it's a real shame it's a real shame and i'd be fascinated to know how that works in the u.s how that works in australia is it a similar situation? Is it is it very dissimilar? Because it, it might not be. If if it is, if it is dissimilar, if it isn't the same, then then what then what are they doing differently to what we, we're doing in the UK? I'd be fascinated to know that as well. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to obviously from that, you're saying um, that people should get out and just earn some money doing PT, which well, it's it's. Yeah. It's it's a completely credible thing to you know it's it's you don't have to work in sport and 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 any anyone that's come to see me or come to speak to me you know it's the first thing I say to them is look you don't you don't have to work in sport you don't have to go and work with a team you know it's it's do you, do you, do you want to work in sport or with sport do you want to work you know inside an organisation or because the, the the two different things there's nothing stopping you from working with sport, with athletes, with an athlete population group, regardless of the level. It doesn't mean you have to be inside it. You can work as a PT, you can earn money. There's the independent strength and conditioning facility, let's call it, is something that didn't exist 10 years ago. Whereas now there are independent facilities all over the place with rigs and uh, lifting platforms, you know, decent facilities. You know, and CrossFit's played its part in that, in, in, in creating creating these places where you can go and do independent SNC work. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a brilliant thing. You know, the, 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 they just didn't exist 10 years ago. And it's, an, it's a completely credible option as far as I'm concerned to, to do that because you're, you're earning money, you're coaching, you're working, you're, you're refining your skills uh, in terms of delivery, 
general population, they have their uh, own idiosyncrasies as a, as, as a group to work with in terms of how you train them and how you coach them. And you're just refining and, refining and expanding your skill set whilst earning money. And that just provides you then with a platform to attract an athlete or two or more or an organization to you that you work with on a consultancy basis. It's a, it's a completely incredible thing to do. Um, and, and, and I wish more would do it. And it's something that I tell and anyone I say, anyone that knows me, any PT that I always say to them, you keep doing what you're doing, attract athletes to you. You don't have to kill yourself to go and work with a, a specific team or sport. And frankly, there aren't the opportunities there anyway. So, so what, what are you going to do in the meantime, whilst this, job that you think exists sort of materializes <laughs> well obviously i spoke to rick moylan who obviously you know really well yeah, rick <laughs> <laughs> who's who's doing exactly that he's yeah. got obviously scott and liam and a, no, no doubt a number of other high profile yeah. athletes yeah. that he's working with but yeah. but he's working with general population and anyone that's interested listen to that episode because it's really good about pt but also Lachlan's mentioned it. What what impact PT has had on his career, obviously, and has progressed to the to the Giants and uh, AFL, and then Keir, obviously, another one who um, who was talked about his kind of grind in the first years at Wasps doing PTR night just to get cash. But and I'm sure he would um, he would echo what you've been saying about how it molds you as a as a coach as a person to be able to stand next to. Maureen, the 60-year-old woman who, you know what I mean, that that kind of population to be able to just communicate. And it's not just, it is about getting money. Yeah, of course it is. It allows you to do that. But it exposes you to another population and another, it gives you a challenge to be able to communicate with these guys and get these people to do what you want them to do. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters, whether you're working with Maureen or you're working with the Giants, yeah. getting yeah. the person you're working with to do what you want them to, what, what, yeah. what you want to do. Helping people, so. you know, and and yeah. and it it, uh, it baffles me why why you know more don't do it, and I th- and I think again it, it's it's you know it, it's maybe PTs themselves you know putting pressure on themselves that what they're doing isn't credible or valuable that, that that really to be to have that credibility you've got to be you know fully working in professional sport um and that's a pressure that they put that, that, that they put on themselves but but like you say it's not just me that has this message you know I, I've heard it over and over again from many people is is I mean that's what Brett does over in in the you know he's he's, he's in an independent facility um, and that's exactly what he does. He works. He works with you know across the spectrum, and and, and that's brilliant. You know, and that's what, and that's something that we all need to think about. Um, I do. You know, it's it's ninety percent of what I do is 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 with uh, action sport athletes. But you know, they are the odd person that comes through um, who you know is is just a really keen mountain biker or snowboarder, and we we do stuff with them. But um, it's 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 totally the way forward as far as i'm concerned um and it, it, i just i just wish more people would recognize that and um you know p- pursue that avenue and, and build build up that business in that way um without without thinking that the only way to be credible the only way to sort of really set myself apart is is if is if i only work with with athletes because you know there's a, a whole bunch of people that need help in in a whole bunch of situations mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, 
I'm going to round up. But is there anything else that you think would be valuable to the listener? Yeah, I mean, so obviously, you know, yeah. Well, it it it, it was just it, it's just probably it's worth saying. Look, you know, for me, I'm no sports psychologist. You know, I'm no NLP practitioner or anything like that. Only speaking from uh, speaking from personal experiences is is how I go about managing myself, and you know. And, and and for me, I've, I've done this job for a long time. It, it took me a long time to get to this point to sort of recognise how I was essentially driving myself into the ground, which was myself doing it, as I keep saying. And you know, it's anyone else that's listening to this in any other job, I'm sure you know they've all got this. You know, maybe, maybe doing a better job of looking after themselves, but it, it probably all seems like really, really obvious stuff. But you've got to switch off. You must switch off from work. Constant connectivity. It's great to have a voice. It's great to be connected to to people, but you 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 must switch off. And um, and part of that is is just getting off your phone or whatever you know. Be be with who you are in the in in that moment and that time in that day. Um, quality time with yourself, family, friends. You know, quality time with yourself can be you know it, it's whatever you want it to be, but it is not keeping track of who you're working with is it that's not quality time that's working uh quality time away from work with yourself with family friends girlfriends husbands boyfriends whatever um uh, like i already said connectivity is working um what do you want your legacy to be you know and that's the question i asked myself that's what brett mentioned what what do you want your legacy to be because you know at the end of your life no one's gonna say hey, that was a that was an awesome conditioning session you delivered twenty years ago, wasn't it? It's like it's that's not what it's going to be about, is it? What do you want your legacy to be? Um, there's a great book called um, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, uh, which which was a recommendation of yours actually, Rob. So you you are quite oh, useful when you want to be, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, that's have a, you people read that and buzzed off it? Uh, it's a brilliant book, and it's it, it's the art of not giving a fuck, and 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 you know in that you know she talks about managing your fuck budget and. Um, because you just can't keep giving them out. You can't keep giving them out, right? You've only got so many to give in a day, so you have to manage your fuck budget. And and just because you don't give a fuck about something doesn't mean you don't care. Doesn't mean you're not bothered. It's just you're just not wasting fucks left, right, and center, are you? So I I do a terrible job of managing my fuck budget. Uh, my, my wife's a trainer; she does a way better job than me. But but I'm so I'm still working on that. You need to train, <laughs> and that sounds painfully obvious, but you've got to train. You need to eat well, um, and just because you take time off from what you're doing, it doesn't mean you're doing a bad job, and it doesn't mean that someone's going to steal yours. Um, share and grow. Don't be a lone wolf. Um, you know, connect to people, collab, collaborate with people, work with other people, meet up with other people in a similar line of work with you, and just share ideas, chew the fat, you know, slag things off, get on your soapbox, you know, all, all the things that really we should do, but it's very hard to because of the nature of the job that we're in. Um, and, you know, as I said, I'm sure there's sports psychologists and, you know, other people a lot better at this than me who, who it, that's all glaringly obvious to, but, but it's, it's just managing yourself like you would manage one of the athletes that you work with or people that you work with and just planning and that time for yourself and investing in yourself. And I would encourage anyone to, to get that book, but it's funny as hell on audiobook <laughs> when you've got the bird on there reading this back just saying fuck every other word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. Your fat so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. I, I don't know if this is going to be useful to anyone. It's not, you know, obviously 
it's not cool and like you know it's it, it's maybe not the sort of podcast someone would expect from me given that the athletes that I work with and, and, and what I do and everything else but but I don't know I, th- I think it's definitely worth talking about and I, I hope someone gets some use from it I hope it resonates with some people um and yeah it, it just as you and I mentioned before we've both spoken about this at length and it, it just it just seemed to make sense mm-hmm. no absolutely so where can people find out what you've got going on or not got going on because you don't have your phone you're on? Well, yeah, well, this is, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, <laughs> follow me on Twitter but obviously not when you are uh, switching off or having quality time with yourself <laughs> yeah. or friends and family. So, look, the best way to see what I'm up to is on Twitter. I'm, I'm not massively active on Instagram, uh, but I am on Twitter, The Real Coned. I am on Instagram as well, which is also The Real Coned. Um, and you'll see what I'm up to and who I'm up to, who, uh, who I'm up to with and, and where at and all the rest of it. Um, um, oh, there's one more thing I just actually wanted to add to that as well is, is, um, part of that sharing and growing, maybe that's get, that is getting a coach mentor, regardless of the level that you're at. You know, I, I have someone, I have a mentor that I work with, um, called, uh, Gary Grinham that no one will have heard of, but you know, it doesn't matter what level you're at, I think whether you're starting out or perceived to be at the top of your game I think we all could do with a bit of mentoring which is which is an extension to the not being a lone wolf and just sort of meeting up and chewing the fat with someone uh, or maybe it's the same thing but but as I say you know having that mentor and the other thing as well is is I've got a mentorship student at the moment and that's that's been brilliant it's been absolutely brilliant I've had students on placement from university and stuff and other people come and spend time but to actually have a bespoke someone that I mentor in it really keeps you honest and really uh, it, it, you end, you learn a lot more than you realize you're going to learn because you really reflect on what you're doing and why um and and that's that's been a massive help actually is is taking someone on in a in a mentorship role myself um as being key to helping me nice well, not you Rob, obviously you're a lost cause but you know it's gone. um I'm gone. Yeah, yeah 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 long but, gone. Um, yeah i just thought i'd mention that no definitely definitely mate well thanks for your time and no I'm, worries. I'm unfortunately you have to get to work but yeah i've got to get the you know i've got to, the, the, the my daughter's sat staring at me she's about to do a massive flying chop kick into my throat because we, we should have set off 10 minutes ago to school so she's <laughs> lipping out right now um, not that not that anyone needs to know this but i'm going to ask you to just to leave your internet on so that the file can download so let's press stop recording <laughs> yeah none of this has been recorded you know we'll be doing it we'll be, we'll, we'll be doing this again tomorrow night no doubt okay, no. yeah right so uh, i'm gonna let you go and uh and take it to take it to school yeah but um thanks a lot for your time mate appreciate no worries. that nice internet on. cheers buddy See you, mate. Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in to the Pacey Performance Podcast and tuning in to listen to Darren speak about a very interesting subject uh, and definitely something that should be talked about more but I think is on the rise um, and and talked about more especially with the guys that I'm speaking to on the podcast uh, and and who are putting it out on social media. So again, huge thanks to Vald Performance and Coach Me Plus for sponsoring the episode today. Got a couple of really interesting guests coming up over the next couple of weeks um, and going down a route that I maybe haven't gone down before um, with one in particular guest that will be appearing. So keep tuning into the podcast. Uh, Thanks again for your support and I will speak to you in the next episode.